Is the inherent complexity of money when combined with the unintentional confusion that is being created by your bank, by your credit union, or by your fintech's current website, is that combined resulting in conflict for both current and potential account holders who are searching for a new loan product or maybe even a deposit account? Let's find out together if all of this combined conflict, confusion, and chaos is costing your financial brand millions of dollars in loans and deposits on today's episode of Banking on Digital Growth. Greetings and hello, my name is James Robert Lay and welcome to another episode of the Banking on Digital Growth podcast. Today's episode is part of the Practical Perspective series where I share practical insights you can take away and apply it to your financial brand, at your bank, at your credit union, or at your fintech to move forward and make progress along your own digital growth journey. And today, I'm going to show you how the inherent complexity of money, when it is combined with the unintentional confusion that is being created by your website, results in conflict and chaos in the minds of people, in the minds of consumers, in the minds of account holders and prospective account holders that is most likely costing your bank, your credit union, your fintech, millions of dollars in loans and deposits. You know, if, if this is the case, if this is actually really real, if this is true, I'm going to share a simple path that you can take to transform the common confusion, the common complexity that we see and we hear about from account holders, from people in the real world through our digital secret shopping study so that you can gain clarity and more importantly, provide them with clarity, provide people with clarity that increases their courage and their commitment to confidently apply for a, a new loan or for a deposit account with your financial brand. But first, hit subscribe if you're watching this podcast on YouTube or if you're tuned in on one of the many podcasting players that is streaming around the world right now because when you hit the subscribe button, you instantly become part of an ever-growing community of financial brand leaders who are committed to learning how to maximize your future growth by guiding people in the communities that you serve beyond the financial stress that's taking a toll on them, taking a toll on their health, their relationships, their well-being, so that you can help other people get to a bigger, better, and brighter future. And as a result, you create a bigger, better, brighter future for your financial brand. But before we get too far ahead, I want to tell you a story. I, I want to go back. I was a freshman in college, and I remember that I took my girlfriend on a date. We went to the Cheesecake Factory. And this was not the experience either one of us had hoped or planned for, because when the waiter came to our table, he dropped off a 21-page menu. It had just plopped on the table some call this menu the Bible of food at the Cheesecake Factory. And it landed on the table with a thud. It was so loud, you literally could hear it over the background noise in the restaurant, over the music, and over the other conversations. If you've ever been to the Cheesecake Factory, their menu has over 250 different items that you can choose from. So here I was with my girlfriend trying to decide which one of these 250 items that we were going to order. And then confusion set in. We were both overwhelmed. There was no way that either one of us could make a choice because there were far too many choices to choose from. So we decided to roll the dice, leave our dinner date to chance. We each closed our eyes. We opened up a menu, opened up to a page in the menu, and we just pointed at what we were going to order for the evening. Now, this was over 20 years ago, and I can't even tell you what we ordered. 
But what did leave an impression was the confusion. What we did remember was the chaos. You see, this girl and I, we'd go on to get married. And when we reflect, we reflect back, both of us, we've talked about this. We look back at this experience and even 20 years later, that's what we remember. The confusion and the complexity and the chaos from something, at least that should have been as simple as just picking out something for dinner. So since then, we've developed a habit that when we go out to dinner, which is not very often these days because we have four little ones at home that I've talked about on the podcast, but when we do go out for dinner, especially if it's a new place, one that we've never been to before, we find ourselves more and more leaning on the knowledge, the guidance, the expertise of our waiter to help make the selection for us. Because this saves us. It saves us from a bad evening. It saves us from the cognitive load, the confusion and the complexity, if you will, of having to look through a menu and make a choice that could end up being a bad choice. And I'll tell you, this approach to dining, to leaning on the expertise of other people has led to some fantastic dining experiences and evenings together. On the flip side, compare the confusing and complex Bible of food from the Cheesecake Factory to say the menu of either Five Guys or Chick-fil-A where they have simplified their offering down to maybe five, six different primary offerings. These limited choices, they're a lifesaver when ordering for our four kids because everyone has only five or six different options to choose from. And decisions, when there's only five or six options, they come quick. And time with four kids is always of the essence. Now I want you to think about your bank, your credit union, your FinTech's website for a moment. Is the digital shopping experience that you're providing when someone's looking for a deposit account or someone's looking for a loan product, is that digital shopping experience more like the Cheesecake Factory where you are offering an abundance of options for people to choose from? If it is, are you offering guidance and expertise on your website to help people transform the inherent confusion and complexity of money into clarity so that they can continue to move forward on their financial journey with courage. And most importantly, to make a choice to apply with confidence. Or have you considered possibly removing 80% of your website's content, your product content, to limit the number of choices, to limit the number of options so that you can provide a more simplified selection process like say Five Guys or Chick-fil-A. I, I ask this because author Barry Schwartz, he's written persuasively about what he calls the paradox of choice, book by the same title, Paradox of Choice, highly recommend it, even a TED talk on the subject. And Barry makes an argument that the more choices we are given, the less choices that we actually have. And that's because I'm gonna quote from his book, the paradox of choice, quote, Barry writes, increased choice decreases satisfaction with matters as trivial as ice cream flavors and as significant as jobs, end quote. Put it another way, in some cases, too many choices leads to us as people 
us as consumers to making no choice at all. I'm going to give you another example. I have an Apple TV remote control. And if you have one, you, you know what I'm talking about. Because what amazes me with the Apple TV remote control is how it's designed, but more so how it's been designed with simplicity in mind. All of the extraneous buttons, they've been removed. Now, the Apple TV remote, it might not be as flexible as, say, the Xfinity remote because a lot of features, if you will, they've been removed. But because these features are no longer there on the remote, it's way easier for someone like me to use. Come back to the Xfinity remote. It has a lot more features. It has a lot more buttons. Yeah, it has more flexibility. But because of the complexity, there's less usability. It's just more complex. It's more confusing. So when we're talking about banks, credit unions, and fintechs like yours, I want you to pause. Just stop for a moment. Ask yourself, what are people really looking for when they're shopping for a financial product? Are they looking for features and flexibility like the Xfinity remote? Or are they really searching for simplicity and usability like the Apple TV remote? Knowing that money is already an inherently complex subject, we teach financial brands how to remove as much complexity as possible from the way that they're positioning their products and services through communication. Even Steve Swanson, he joined me for a conversation going back to episode 295. He recently wrote on LinkedIn, I'm going to quote Steve, quote, if your customer has to analyze six plus checking accounts, you're going to lose them. You've created an environment where they're bombarded with information. They're more confused when they walk through the door. Now, Steve's talking about an in-person experience. Steve continues, and they're afraid to make the wrong choice. Classic analysis paralysis. Not to mention the amount of training required for your frontline staff to share all those options in the 15 to 20 minutes they have to capture their audience, only for it to result in lower conversion rates. Steve wraps up. Your staff is tired, your customer or your member is overwhelmed, and nobody wins, end quote. I'm talking digital experience. He's talking physical in-person experience. What's the path forward? Where do we go from here? In the words of Henry David Thoreau, the opportunity here is to simplify, simplify, simplify. Yeah, there's an experience problem with consumer interactions on financial brand websites. But the problem is rooted, I would say, even more deeply in the inherent complexity of money. In our society, we actually don't talk about money very much. It's a taboo subject in a lot of ways. You know, what do we learn as kids growing up from, from our parents? We don't talk about religion. We don't talk about politics. We don't talk about money. I, I disagree with that. I think the more that we have these uncomfortable conversations, the more we learn, the more we grow together. There's some recent research that we came across when I was prepping for a keynote um, in looking at demographic trends for millennials and for Gen Z and where are they finding information for financial services, social media, TikTok, YouTube, 
Reddit. And I think the interesting finding from the study, I believe it was published in Forbes. I don't have it in front of me. The, the key insight is that the more they're learning on social media, the, the taboos of money begin to fade away. There have been some other studies that have found that it is easier for couples in relationships to talk about sex than it is to talk about money. And, and once again, I know a lot of this is cultural, but it's time. It's time for financial brands to remove some of this taboo because there is a growing epidemic around money and financial stress that is truly making people sick. Financial stress is literally killing them because you think about it, stress is one of the leading causes of emergency room visits. In a research study we conducted when it comes to digital shopping experience on financial brands, that includes banks, credit unions, fintechs, on their websites, we asked the question, how does money make you feel? How does money make you feel? These are just people in the real world. And more than 1,200 studies later, we distilled the responses down to three primarily negative emotions that people tend to have about money. The first is confusion. And to kind of paraphrase the findings, people share that, yeah, I know money is important, but I don't know what I need to keep it, to save it, to make more of it. Then there's frustration. And once again, to paraphrase, people summarize, I feel like I'm always behind with my money. There's nothing I can do to catch up. And then finally, there's overwhelm. And once again, summarize, this is where people are sharing, it just seems like the more debt I get in, the harder it is to get it out. The rise of financial stress has also been verified by third-party research. Stash.com did a study. 62% of people find money to be a major source of stress. Northwestern Mutual found 85% of Americans feel stressed about money. Clearly, there's something going on. Something that it really is impacting our physical and our mental well-being. Come back to the stash study. 31% of consumers are losing sleep over financial stress. Think about it. One out of every three people you know is losing sleep because of financial stress. Now, it might be at a subconscious level. They might not be, even be consciously aware of the impact that this is having on them. Stash also found that 34%, once again, another essentially one out of three people, they feel too embarrassed to talk about it. It's why. Why? Why do they feel embarrassed and, and here's the key more than a third of respondents to the stash.com study they think they're actually worse off than their peers comparison culture really is a killer we all try to live these insta-perfect lives and we, we put our put our vacations up there and what we're driving and and where we're eating but what's the story behind the story Meanwhile, Stash.com study found that 20%, one out of five people, they don't talk about money because of shame, because they're ashamed of their financial habits. In this type of an environment, given the level of stress that people are feeling, does it make sense 
to position your financial products to prioritize and highlight all of their features, all of their functionalities? Do you really want consumers who are already confused with money and financial matters to bear that cognitive load? What's cognitive load, James Robert? Cognitive load basically means the mental energy that it re is required for us to complete a task. And we can break cognitive load down, load down into three different types. Number one, there is intrinsic cognitive load. And that essentially means the inherent difficulty of a subject matter. So when we're talking about money and finances, obviously there's a lot of intrinsic cognitive load built into money and finances. Number two is extraneous cognitive load, which is the complexity that is added by how we communicate and present ourselves as a financial brand, in this particular case, digitally. It would also apply in the real world, back to Steve's LinkedIn post, but I'm talking digitally here. And this is where we're going to be looking at when, when, when it comes to financial product positioning, the way financial products have been traditionally positioned is around, yeah, we have great rates, we have amazing service. Oh, and, and then we have this, this laundry list of, of look-alike commoditized product features all in nice bullet point form. But is that providing clarity or is that increasing confusion? Based upon our secret shopping studies, it's increasing confusion. Because finally, there's the germane cognitive load, which is the schemas, the frameworks, the mental models that help us to organize and interpret information quickly. So for example, a website's user experience and the frameworks in which information, knowledge is visually constructed, presented, communicated. Time and time again, our studies have found that when a financial brand reduces cognitive load, something, it's almost like magic, magical happens. Conversion rates increase literally exponentially. Now, we've also seen the inverse. When a minor addition of complexity is entered into the communication patterns or in the frameworks of a website, conversion rates start to drop off. Let me give you a practical example. I got out of financial brand through a quantitative and a qualitative digital secret shopping study that focused on their website's emotional experience and their website's lead experience. And what we found was a tremendous amount of inherent complexity that had been added to the website over the course of time. Because this website was four or five years old and, and over time, new pages, new product pages, new content, was continuously being added without any oversight, without any due diligence from the perspective of potential account holders or even current account holders, just people stop shopping for a financial product. And so this one website had grown to over 300 different product pages alone. And so one of our key strategic recommendations was to go through and literally take a chainsaw to the product pages, just chop away all of the extraneous and unnecessary. And this was a very painful experience for this organization. And it ruffled a lot of, people got upset. Business lines got upset. 
because they thought we were taking away things that were important to them. And, th- and they are important to them. But what's important to them on the inside is not as important to those on the outside, account holders, prospective account holders. The solution here to this underperforming website boiled down to just consolidating content, bringing all of these different thoughts and ideas into a unified view. Henry David Thoreau, simplify, simplify, simplify. And to make a very long story short, what this financial brand was able to do, absolutely remarkable. They streamlined communication. They simplified the website. They simplified their, their, their product pages. And over about 12 months, 18 months, they increased conversion rates by 1,500%. Their marketing team created exponential value because now, unlike before, this financial brand Their website had leads coming in for their sales team to nurture and convert. They connected the digital and the physical world together. And from a growth standpoint, their website went from their most underperforming acquisition channel when compared to their physical branches to then outperforming all of those physical branch locations in about 18 months. So what's the secret? Super simple. Reduce the cognitive load on their account holders and the prospective account holders that were visiting their website. What can you do? What can you do going forward to apply some of this thinking as we begin to wrap up today's episode of Banking on Digital Growth? What steps can you take to move forward along your own journey of growth to reduce the cognitive load for account holders and prospective account holders? Cognitive load that is most likely costing you millions if not tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions of loans and deposits depending upon your asset size and your location over a period of time. And when I say time, I'm talking 12, 24, 36 months. I recommend one simple action. Commit to conducting a quarterly digital secret shopping study where every 90 days you gain both quantitative, what are people doing at a macro level, but also qualitative insights, the qualitative answering the questions of why, why are they doing what they're doing? Which in, in, in reality, from my experience, the why provides a tremendous amount of insight that is far more valuable than what people do. Insight into where the inherent complexity of money, people's feelings and emotions around money, when combined with the unintentional confusion that is being caused by your website, it's creating conflict. It's creating conflict for account holders, potential account holders who are searching for a loan product or searching for a new deposit account. Commit to do this every 90 days. You're gonna learn something every 90 days so that you can reduce cognitive load every 90 days. And then as a result, increase conversion. You want to learn more about how you can confidently conduct digital secret shopping studies, tune to episode 303, where Audrey and I, we talk through insights that we've both gained, patterns we've seen from the 1,000 plus digital secret shopping studies that we have facilitated for financial brands here at the Digital Growth Institute. This comes down to to just one thing. You just got to ask. When you ask people, 
And ASK is an acronym to always seek knowledge. When you ask people how your website makes them feel when shopping for a loan product or a deposit account at least once every 90 days, you're going to walk away on the other side with insights that can help you capture, recapture millions, tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars literally over the next 12, 24, 36 months. If you found this podcast helpful, pass it along. Share it with someone you know who might also find insights in the or find value in the insights that I shared here today. Because this is how we all learn. This is how we all grow. This is how we all get better together. Until next time, and as always, be well, do good, be the light.